Welcome to Pause of Happiness, where we discuss everything dog-related. I am Misty. I am a canine specialist in the making. I am a proud dog owner. I foster dogs, and dogs have been a big part of my life. So, today I wanted to talk about your dog, your autonomy. I of course have had many dogs in my lifetime. I had a childhood dog who was a Beagle German Shepherd mix from the time I was 8 till I was 18 and then I didn't have a dog for the couple of first years of ad adulthood and then I got my dog at 20 and I pretty much had dogs every since then. So and of course this is reality so Sarah my Sheltie is letting you know she's in the room with me everyone else is in the fence but um anyway so I wanted to talk about your dog your autonomy I think that so many people in the dog world love to tell people what to do and of course we listen to those people because we feel like they know what they're talking about and sometimes they do but I feel like at the end of the day, it's up to us to make sure we're making the best decisions for our dogs. So um, I go to, I'm learning how to do obedience. So I, I go to a weekly obedience class and it's, it's like a club more or less because the same people come over and over. We do have some new people occasionally, but there's a group that has been training together for years. And one of the exercises we do is we have people come over and they ask you permission to touch your dog or to pet your dog to get your dog used to sitting calmly for petting and how to interact with new people and things like that and I feel like that is so good that people need to implement that in their everyday life when before you pet someone's dog you should ask and I know I'm not gonna say I've always asked someone before I pet their dog but I will say at least for the last probably 15 years or so I think I probably have just because you don't know if someone's dog is aggressive or friendly or what so I started it as a safety thing but I feel like it is really just a respect for the dog and the owner you should just ask before you touch someone else's dog um, and another thing is just people making snap judgments I have a friend who I just got acquainted with in the last few months and she works in animal rescue and she makes such snap judgment type statements about people and their dogs like she acts like her way is the right way and I will tell you no one's gonna listen to you if you act that way if you present it with this is what I found or hey, I started doing this because of this. People are, mo are more likely to listen. I'm not going to say they will, but if you come at it as, this is what you need to do, mm, that's not going to work. Or, oh, you have to do it that way. That's not going to work. Or calling people Id idiot or stupid because they don't do things the way you do them. And yes, I get frustrated just like everyone else. But at the end of the day, our dogs are our responsibility, our autonomy, and we cannot control anyone else or their dogs. And so I feel like there's so many topics when it comes to dogs that make people angry. Like, 
I know I started learning a lot about dog food recently, and I can't wait till I do the portion of my canine specialist course that tells me about nutrition. But just what I've been learning recently is that some of the dog foods on the market, a lot of them are not exactly healthy, and some of them have bad things in them, and that's why they have so many recalls, and some of them are just not even good for what our dogs need to eat. But I understand that, number one, not everyone can afford the same things. Not, not everyone has the same standard of dog care, which can be very frustrating. But the thing is, you, you can just educate people the best you can, and if they choose to do things their own way, oh well. I mean, that that's the best you can do. And I had a friend who was feeding her dogs a very, very bottom-of-the-line dog food, and I had heard some really bad things about it. And I mentioned it to her a couple of times in a nice way, you know, oh, you know, if you are having trouble affording dog food, um, one of the things I told her was you use more of the cheaper brands. Um, you could cut down the amount of food you are feeding the dogs if you get a better brand. And that didn't really work. And then I was like, well, you know, I was looking on the Dog Food Advisor, and I know some people don't like that website, but that's all I can find to go by at this time. And whenever someone says, oh, that's not the greatest, he's a dentist, I say, okay, give me a better one to go by. I'm, I'm always willing to learn. But I said, well, I looked up your dog food on Dog Food Advisor, and it's like the lowest level, and it's not, and, and that sort of got her thinking about something different. And then I went to, um, some webs the website Chewy, which is like my best friend. I order from them all the time, and she does too. And I said, here, um, these are on sale. This is this is a little bit better. And, you know, that kind of piqued her interest. And then finally, I just started, you know, doing some old-fashioned research and telling her some things. And now she, she does feed her dogs a better brand of food. But if I would have came at it of, oh, you, you're messing up. You're not doing this right. That would have never worked. And this was a, a work in prog progress for probably two years to get her to switch. And now she has switched and her dogs are doing so much better. And every time I talk to her, she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you told me about this dog food change. Things are just so much better for my dogs. They're so much healthier. And I see what you were saying. But I mean, that took time. I couldn't just go and say, you need to do it my way because I said so. Um... And then now I have moved to actually having home cook for my dog, which is very controversial. And, you know, I don't expect everybody to do that. Um, I have someone in my family who actually um, cooks all the food and I um, help out with the ingredients. But, I mean, I don't actually do the cooking. So I understand that that's time consuming and everyone says, is it cheaper? Well, it just depends on... To get the level of dog food that I want, yes, it is cheaper because I can't afford the top-of-the-line foods. But is it cheaper than, say, Old Roy, Pedigree, um, Alpo? No, it's, it's, not, it's not cheaper than that. But anyway, so, but I'm not going around telling everyone, oh, you need to cook for your dogs. If they start discussing some of the issues with dog food that I was having or if they have learned about some of the research, then, of course, I say, oh, well, this is what I'm doing. But, um, you know, there's a lot of things that people argue about rawhide. Um, 
that's another big one. Everyone says, oh, it's, it's terrible. It's this, it's that. And I'm like, well, why is it sold so widely? Which I know, just because something is sold doesn't mean it's okay. But I've never had a problem with rawhide at all, ever. But I know a lot of people have, and it's a big topic, and I respect people who say they're not going to use it. And, and I have tried to just get away from it on principle, but I have aggressive chewers. But, um, you know, but I, I wouldn't want someone to go and say, don't buy rawhide. Don't, don't do it. And I'm not saying that you all should. Don't, you know, I've, I've heard a lot of bad things about rawhide. I'm just saying in my experience, I have never had problems. But I can't say that I've got rawhide in the house right now because I probably don't. But, um, I'm just saying I have never, I'm not going to say I've had problems with rawhide because I have not. Um, I am against shock collars. I'm, I'm into the positive training and I don't know of anyone who uses a shock collar, thank goodness. But, you know, I see people using them at the dog park and I, it, it does bother me. I don't like it, but I don't go up and say, hey, you shouldn't do that because it's their dog, their autonomy. I'm, I'm going to respect that's their decision for their dog. Um, so, you know, I don't like invisible fences. I feel like that's very similar to a shock collar. But I know some very well people, very well respected people in the dog community, people I respect, they use invisible fences. I, I just don't, that's not something I want to do. But I'm not going to go up and say, oh, you're wrong. I, I've got the, you know, I've got the answers for everything right. Um, I, this was a good example. I um, have had a lot of trouble finding a groomer. Um, as I shared in my previous uh, episode, that I had a sheepdog that I got actually from a dog groomer who the dog had been abandoned there at the kennel. And of course, I took that dog back to her for several years because, you know, they knew my dog, Haley. They took care of her for a year. They weren't very expensive. So I took Haley there for, uh, I got her in 2001. So I think I took her there for about three years up until I had my son. And then it was just a lot of their groomers. When I, when I started going there with Haley, they had about three groomers. And by the time I had my son three years later, I think they were down to one. And she might've only been working part-time or something, but it was very hard to get an appointment. So I, stopped going there and started looking for other options and Haley Haley probably went to every groomer in town at some point in time because I just I didn't have anyone I really liked there was this one place that was okay again they were cheap and they were not too far from my house but they weren't the greatest and then when I got my Shelties in 2010 I started um really trying to find somebody consistent because at that time I was taking three dogs so I found a groomer I really liked they were amazing the setup there was great they were also a kennel they did rescue they had a very high fence around the whole property so when you brought your dog in the gate you could just they could just walk up to the door and you didn't have to worry but they weren't on a busy street I mean everything was great it's just that they were like 20 minutes from my house but um, so I used them for a while and then again through the years I went back to the um, especially after I got my Bichon I started going to different groomers because 
I wanted something close to the house. I wanted something affordable. I wanted someone good. Well, I found out that not many people could groom a Bichon. I mean, people really messed her up. And so, again, I did the bouncing around kind of thing. And then for um, a while, I had a groomer come to the house, which was really nice. But um, it, just different situations with that didn't work out. So, I um, finally just... I, I, I was going to go back to the one that I got Haley from. She was grooming out of her house. And I had went back to her a couple of times. And she changed. She bought the business and, and had her own. I mean, and I kept trying to go back to her. And, and that wasn't working out. And so there is a groomer in my town who doesn't take appointments. It's, it's just walk-in only. And they're cheap. And they're so good. So I started going there. And they have groomed my dogs probably, well, I have four dogs. So, they have groomed each dog once. So, that's four times. And then two, the Bichon has gone there three times. And then Sarah, the Sheltie, has been there twice. And then, um, so, I mean, it's been, it's been like, five or six times now, maybe seven, that I've been going to this specific place, and my mom was telling somebody about it, and they, they said something negative and told me to look at the reviews, and I was like, I never even thought of looking at reviews. So, I looked at the reviews, and they were all good, and I actually left a good review, which I, I've never done. I've never left a review for a business before, but I was, I'm just so impressed, and they actually, um, board dogs, small dogs there. So they boarded my Maltese mix and my Bichon did a great job with them. Um, so I left a good review and then I started looking up reviews of other groomers in town that I have not had such a good experience with. And most of them were good. I mean, I, I don't remember, I don't remember any negative ones. And I was like, oh, but this, this is this, and this is this, and this happened. And because I'm not the type of person to have a bad experience at the groomer and never go back, <laughs> I, I probably should be that person, but I'm not. It it takes um, if there's anything good about the experience, like oh they were so nice and they were so affordable. Oh, but they did this. I usually give them a second chance because everybody can have a bad day. Sometimes I even give them a third chance. So these aren't just isolated issues that I had. These are things that happened repeatedly, and these people were given great reviews, and so then I went to, like, my vet <laughs> to see, I was like, okay, my vet has been in business for, you know, decades, so let me see if there's some bad reviews about my vet, and, and oddly enough, um, there weren't that many bad reviews of my vet, I mean, to be in business for, like, 50 years, you'd think, I, I think there were, like, two or three, but that was just goes to show, like, some of the I even knew some of the people that were leaving the reviews for the groomers, and I was like, oh my goodness. So, you can't just go by what other people say or do. I mean, um, I am a tough customer when it comes to things. Like, if something just rubs me the wrong way, I've learned through my dogs, just bad experiences, that I will walk away. I mean, I, I probably won't give three chances anymore, maybe just two, but... I, I mean, I had something negative happen this time when I went to the groomer. Um, somehow, and I, I don't even know who did it, 
But somehow, my dog's collar and her tag and her little light on her collar, I mean, expensive stuff just disappeared. But I sent a dog walker to pick her up. So I don't know who lost the stuff. So I can't blame anyone. I had to replace all that stuff. So I'm going to definitely be careful about that. But I'm not going to fire the dog walker or the groomer. Um, you know, they each said the other lost it. But, you know, it's kind of like one of those things. But, um, you know, you just have to... You have to decide, number one, your priorities, your boundaries, and you just have to stand up and make a stance of the fact that you are going to be in charge of your dog, and you're not in charge of anyone else's. You can't be. I mean, I see things all the time. I live in the South. Dogs on chains, dogs without water, um, dogs being neglected nobody does vet care I mean I, I shouldn't say nobody but most people don't do vet care most people don't and that is so hard like I know people who just leave their dogs out on the chain and don't do anything with them and don't take proper care of them and that makes me so angry but there's not a whole lot I can do yes I can say hey why don't you just um, try to rehome that dog that way I'll get more attention or dogs shouldn't be out on chains and at one point I said, I, I'm going to sign any petition or be on any sort of document that says that, you know, a dog living on a chain is wrong. Um, and I'm not talking about, oh, I put her on the chain for a potty break for 30 minutes. I mean, living on a chain. But, um, and there's so many things out there to help people. They'll build you a fence. They'll give you a dog house. There's no reason for that kind of situation for a dog anymore and I even told some of these people that and they said oh well I don't, I don't know if I want a fence in my yard and I'm like why do you have a dog um but again there's nothing I can do nothing I can do about it unfortunately and I'm not saying there's never anything that we can do but I think we should try to do things that are appropriate like yelling at people calling them names that's not going to help but if you can be on a petition or go to animal control meetings on the board of the Humane Society, do something like that. But um, I'm not doing anything like that right now, but I might in the future. But, like, I am fostering. That was what I decided to do because I can make somebody's, you know, some dog better or their life a little bit better. I can... Um, you know help out I can learn how to take care of dogs because I don't know everything and I feel like there were probably times I was that person that was doing things that I shouldn't and people were trying to tell me so um, I did better learning on my own because I had to decide I wanted to change I wanted to be a better dog owner and I mean I listen to podcasts and read books and participate in different things and watch training shows and I'm always learning stuff in addition to doing my studies to be a canine specialist and it's funny because I have like a study buddy and she's not even taking the course to be a canine specialist but she wants to read my textbooks and learn just like I am because she's got a dog and she's always um you know asking me questions and we're always discussing things and she feels like it's you know making her a better dog owner and it was funny because around Thanksgiving we went to Walmart together just you know shopping and I was you know getting some things for the dogs and she kept you know I was like oh I'm looking I was looking for a mat to put under 
the water bowl because mine was getting worn out or something it was really old I, I really think I had had it since I had Haley and I Haley I had to put her to sleep in 2014 so I mean this um, this mat that I had the water I, I probably got it in like 2010 maybe so I mean I had had it like 10 years and I was like I need a new mat to put my water bowl on and we looked at some at Walmart and I was like, oh, th those are little, um, those are very thin and flimsy. I, I want something a little more sturdy, maybe something I can put in the washing machine. And she was like, oh, I need one of those. And she bought it. And then I was looking at different items and she was like, oh, we need one of those for our dog. And I was like, oh my goodness, your husband's going to kill me because he's going to think that when we go shopping, I'm going to expect you to get everything I'm looking at. But Anyway, um, I love teaching people about dog care and sharing what I've learned. Um, also, if you guys have any questions that you want me to address or topics you want me to talk about, I don't know if I will have guests on here. I want to, but I don't know, like, who I would get. I don't know any, I don't know, I mean, I know of people, but I don't know who I would want to get. I thought about just having some of my friends that have dogs get on the podcast. And in, in fact, the girl that I went to Walmart with that studies with me, I thought about getting on with her because she is just so sweet and she's taught her dog so many neat things. And she actually used to work at my former vet's office that um, ended up not being a good situation. But, um, so she could talk about a lot of stuff. So I thought about having her and maybe some other people. But, um, I just want everyone to know that your dog is your responsibility and you can put the boundaries. You can say no. You can say, I don't want to do that. Because at the end of the day, you are the one that's going to answer for what happens to your dog. If you don't want someone to pet your dog, don't let them. If you don't want someone to give your dog, okay, perfect example. I have a neighbor who loves to feed animals. She, she thinks every animal is starving. And she would, I had a Sheltie named Casey who passed away in 2019 of kidney failure. And, um, Casey had, had always had a sensitive stomach the day that I brought her home in the car in 2010, she started, like, getting, like, she was going to get sick in the car. I mean, she, the first year I had her, she always got sick. And toward the end of her life, she died at 12, um, toward the end of her life, I discovered that eating people food made her sick. And anytime, which I home cook now, which is funny and I mean I guess if she were around I'd have to tailor the diet a little more but if she ate like french fries or chicken nuggets or something they always made her sick and so sometimes when she was outside this neighbor would come by and put food in my driveway for her and in case he didn't live outside she'd just be out for a potty break in the neighbor and I didn't know what was going on because it, you know she'd come in eating something and you'd be like what in the world and then finally, someone saw her, and they were like, she she just put food out there for Casey. And so, you know, I, I was like, she needs to quit 
feeding my dog because the dog would eat and then come in the house and get sick. And so, um, my mom finally went and said, hey, don't give her food. You're, you're going to make her sick. You know, she has dog food in the house. We know what to give her. (laughs) And so, of course, I should have been the one to say that as the dog owner. But you just have to put your foot down because people don't, they don't know, they don't care. I don't know. You just, people can be insensitive. And, you know, I, uh, other than what is in their food that is home cooked, prepared, in their bowl, and their treats, they don't get, like, I don't like to see a dog beg. Like, I don't want to be eating my food and my dog begging at my plate. I, I just don't, I don't share with them. They have their food, I have my food. That's just the way I do things. And, um, my Bichon Tabby came from a home where she was allowed to eat off the owner's plate. She didn't get very much dog food. There was, it was a dog hoarder. They had like 20 little dogs, chihuahuas, bichons, you know, a bunch of little dogs. And I think they lived outside. And so I don't know if this lady would go outside to eat or she'd just give them food off her plate, take it outside to them because she told me they were living outside. But this dog was allowed, Tabby was allowed to eat off her owner's plate. And so even though I've had Tabby probably as long as she lived with that lady, because she was four when I got her. Um, and I've had her for four years, she's eight, she still will try to beg. And um, another thing I see little dogs doing is they'll just cry. They'll go, "Ah," you know, like um, I have a neighbor who had a poodle, and it would just stand there in front of you and whine and cry for your food. And I, I never would share with her when I ate with my neighbor, but they would. And I noticed for some reason um, in the past couple of months tabby has started to do that and i'm like what no you don't get food nobody shares with you why are you doing i don't know but i just i don't like that so if someone's around my dogs i don't want them to share um with their their food with them because i don't like the begging i just i don't like it and you know i used to see my neighbor's dogs begging and crying and you couldn't walk off to go to the bathroom while you were eating I mean they would literally climb up on the table and try to eat your food and I was like hey oh my gosh how how does she stand that how did and you know they didn't have rules I've I've had several friends who did not have rules for their dogs their dogs just were just dogs gone wild grabbing your food snapping at you barking yell you know just everything no rules and that really is chaotic and frustrating but again they're dogs you know, I have a friend who has a special needs dog, and she keeps saying, oh, um, he can't learn because he can't see and he can't hear. And we even watched a show together about teaching a blind and deaf dog things. And I even said, hey, remember we watched that show? You can teach your dog things. You can you can do this. You can do that. And she's like, oh, I don't know sign language. And I said, well, make up your own signs as long as you're teaching him. And you know, um, when he needs to learn how to go up steps, she'll just push him. And I'm like, oh no, that's, that's so mean. You just push him down the steps to get him to go down the steps. But again, it's her dog. There's not, I mean, he's not hurt. I mean, she doesn't like throw him down the steps, but she'll just like shoving him like, go down the steps. And I'm like, first of all, he can't hear you. He doesn't know what's going on. You should probably like 
and she doesn't like treats and I'm like you could you know put a treat on each step and I don't know but that is her dog so I can't tell her what to do and because I don't want I wouldn't want her to tell me what to do so I just I just want to share that your dog is your dog and no one else's so I hope you have enjoyed this and um like I said, if you have any suggestions of topics or questions, feel free to submit them.